Hello, you beautiful Americans. Beautiful. <laughs> there he is. Slight delay there. I was late. I was late to the party. I'm sorry. Someone's got to run the recorder. Yeah, someone's got to hit the button. <laughs> Hope you guys are doing fantastic on this Happy beautiful day. day. Happy day. Hopefully it's not raining when you're listening to this and be like, Fuck you, Josh and Jared. It's not beautiful. Dude, I love rain. Uh, you know, I like Right now, I would like anything but this damn heat. Yeah, we've been like 105, 102 for like the last week. Oh, man. I'm drinking out of a damn Santa Claus coffee mug because I'm just <laughs> dreaming of the cold times. All right. I got Elf over here. He's yeah. smiling at me. Yeah. But. Mm. So what are you sipping on over there? Kirkland? Hey. <laughs> nothing wrong with it. <laughs> last week, it was banquet beer and. This week it's freaking Kirkland coffee, but hey, can't diss that Kirkland coffee. You never know. Caffeine is caffeine. I don't discriminate. Yep. Except for, I don't know, they're getting crazy with caffeine, man. The amount of caffeine nowadays. Oh, man. Yeah. Ugh. Like, you look at the, I love Bang. Don't get me wrong. Right. Bang all the way. Hey. But now it's like every company's got to come out with a damn energy drink that's got 300 milligrams of caffeine in it. Well, and remember, it used to be like people would wake up with like a Mountain Dew, which has what, like a... Is it 100 milligrams of caffeine? Maybe it's not even that. I, I don't think it's... It's more sugar than anything. Like right. Like a, a f- fucking 20 ounce of Mountain Dew is like, what, 77 grams of sugar That's or something a shit like ton. That's a crap ton of freaking sugar. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Man. But now it's like these energy drinks just keep getting more and more potent because I think people drink them so much. Body just kind of... Caffeine stops freaking working. Bullshit. I think, yeah, well, there's definitely a tolerance that you build up to caffeine, but it's oh, also yeah. like... Um, what am I thinking? Like my brother has uh, AFib mm-hmm. issues from time to time, right? And they're a big. They think uh, there's different theories on what what makes it continue to come back, but right. they think they say the big thing that started it was when he was in high school. He would he was like a three or four rock star, Ooh. and not like that absolute zero shit. No, he like was like a leaded like sugar. Everything like the original. Oh man, type yeah. of, and I used to do that too. I'm lucky. I got out lucky that I didn't end up like that because I I remember thinking how awesome it was to like. Remember the uh, the BFC? Oh from yeah, monster. Oh yeah, that just stupid big <laughs> fucking can. Uh huh. God, my father let me buy those things when I was a kid. What's wrong with you, Dad? <laughs> it's bad parenting right there. Oh man, just kidding. <laughs> He's <laughs> probably I, like, yeah, fucker, wake up and get some going in life god probably maybe he'll get a fire under his ass that's probably what he was thinking but i don't don't even want i'm scared to go i've thought about googling those things and looking at like how much sugar was in those but i'm scared i I still i think they still have the green ones well i know they they have the because it was just an original monster but i mean just the size of the can oh yeah that was like i don't even i think it was like a liter can oh it was fucking huge (laughs) and it probably had like Probably all in all, it probably had about 300 milligrams of caffeine in it and uh-huh. probably 200 milligrams of sugar or 200 Man. grams, whatever they measure sugar in. Yeah. Yeah. Freaking crazy. Yeah. But then, the, the food and shit that we eat these days is, God, it's no wonder we have so many health problems. Oh, I know. Especially like, and don't get me wrong, fried food. But you look at the, the fried food, the caffeine, the... Ugh, the bags of chips and shit. And some chips if you got them. Uh, right? But I think it's like, that's <clears> just a, people are just living fast and dying young and yep. the amount of processed food and it's, well, I mean, you even, look, I remember watching a documentary, what, what was it called? 
I don't want to say it was the super size me, but I think it was something with that dude talking about basically well, fat people in America. We'll call it what it is. Yeah. But I remember they interviewed like some, the guy was like an Ironman athlete or okay. something. I yeah. don't remember his name. Like, and I'm not going to sit here and dwell on it. But um, he was eating what he thought was clean food. Uh-huh. And then he goes to the doctor once for a checkup and like Ironman or any big athlete do they like to get blood work done and check all the levels and whatnot right and he was like borderline diabetic oh shit because he thought he was eating like healthy food but really he wasn't really looking into it and Uh he was eating like preservatives and all kinds of shit oh yeah yep nope it's and it's like it's a real thing if you're wanting to eat clean and healthy man you gotta not only fork the money out for the good stuff you gotta pay attention to those damn labels because they're yeah you might think like you go like whole wheat bread for example you go and buy a loaf of whole wheat bread okay whole wheat or 100% whole wheat cracked wheat whatever and you're like oh yeah that'll be good for me flip that bag over start reading those ingredients and i guarantee oh. the second one will probably be either a corn syrup or high fructose corn syrup probably yeah it's the only difference in that bread between that and the white bread is it's whole wheat flour and not bleached white flour that's true. It's, it's well, it's just ridiculous. like milk too. Like the best way I describe, because obviously my fiance and I, when we, I'm a whole milk guy. Oh yeah. And she mm-hmm. used to be like a two percenter. Right. But then, <laughs> uh, doing the doing the healthy eating and whatnot, the best is it's pretty much like the more milk they take or the more fat they take out of the milk, the more sugar they put in it mm-hmm. to make it taste not like shit. Right. Right. <clears throat> And it's like, I'd rather have fat, because you think back to the old days when people were just chewing on buffalo tenderloin. All right, yeah. And just not giving a shit. <clears throat> Sitting around chewing the fat that, that came, that was a real term. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, but, well, you know, looking at this beautiful day and actually the weekend coming up, kind of making me think the family, mom and dad and sister and brother-in-law are all uh, for the weekend heading up to the Selway. They're going to do some camping. I think that's where we're going for, what's the holiday weekend well, coming we up? M- Labor Day? Labor Day. Yep. Labor, Labor Day. Day. Yep. I think me and Miranda and the brother and sister-in-law and the niece and nephew are, we're going to, I think we're going up to the Selway. Yeah. It's that's just, some good time. That's, that's good quality time right there, man. Oh, you know what I love about it? My favorite thing is, is about the time you hit, oh, what is it? It's that little cafe Right before you hit the subway bridge. It's about 10 miles out. I've never been to the subway, honestly. You haven't? Oh, <coughs> uh-uh. you're in for a treat. What I love, though, is when you start getting the closer you get, your cell service goes, bing! I was just about to ask you if you had cell service. Hell no. That's no. my favorite thing about camping. Because we did one, obviously, we got a family area that has no cell service at all. Right. Like, anywhere near that damn thing. Mm-hmm. Um, And then there's also, where were we at? We were at Door Shack, and I had a little bit of cell service up there, but it was mostly nothing. Right. But I just love that, that detached from the world. Oh, man. Es- especially when, because there's a difference between not having cell service and, like, not having the option to grab exactly. your phone. Right. And having cell service, but trying to make the choice exactly not to grab your you, phone. Because the, it's a habit at this point. It's a habit, and in today's society has made you feel like when you have your phone you better be answering that thing if someone texts you or someone calls you you better answer it or freaking you better you're you're gonna be damned to hell yeah because and you know and we do that to each other you know 
as you know spouses and you know mothers fathers you know it's like we send someone a message these days and we expect them to reply because the ease and convenience of technology has made us feel that way compared to yeah. like it used to be you kiss the wife or husband whatever have be on mm -hmm. the cheek before you go to work and that's and you didn't talk to him unless it was an emergency they call you at work on a landline or if they had to landline like send somebody <laughs> to wherever the hell you were at exactly and then you talked when you got home but nowadays it's just like you talk all day long mm -hmm. if you know if you have that option um using your phone at work which is like nobody near, does that it's like damn near everyone does no how dare you <laughs> no we don't sit in our police cars on our phone we're running radar right yeah no exactly maybe <laughs> couple of shit but I think it even like shit, man. It's like the you got the cell phones going around, and then you got the tablets. Like every kid, kids amaze me nowadays. They know how to run tablets better than I do, and I'm not even that damn old. I was like my four year old. I'll be shit the bed. I'll be uh, asking her what she's looking at, and she's like googling shit. I'm like, oh yeah, you don't even know how to write your whole alphabet. No, I remember working with a guy uh, one night when I was in the county jail. And out of nowhere, he just starts cussing. Oh. And everybody's like, what in the hell is your problem? And he had like, I don't want to get, I don't want to overestimate it, but I want to say it was close to like $500 in charges on his credit card or debit card or something. Oh, I believe it. And he's like, whoa. And it was all Microsoft Store oh, or some shit. shit like that. One of his kids just started freaking racking up the apps. Yep. That was yep. one of it was one game, and one of his kids, I guess, just started doing like the buy up options. Oh shit! It's like this game gets super easy when you buy all this stuff. Oh no, kidding! They but did. They didn't realize the money is real. Oh yeah, <laughs> God. As one of the guys I worked with, they ended up having to take out a little bit of a loan to pay off the stuff. They were on the phone with I think it was either Apple or whoever the apps were. They wouldn't give them a refund. They dropped it from like thirty two hundred dollars down to eight hundred. Oh my God! The kids just racked it up. It was it was <coughs> some ungodly thirty two hundred. Jesus! It was like a crap ton of money. I was like, holy shit! Yep, that's why I don't on the kids stuff. They have, n I'll create them some fake little email yeah. and attach it to their own shit. No mm -hmm. credit card on that. I I don't put credit card. I always have like Google Play's trying to get my credit card info, and I'm like, nope, nope. I'm not. I'm not going down that rabbit hole. I will progress slow as shit through the little game I play to pass a little bit of time now and then. I don't care, but I'm not playing that. Bless you. Thank you. I'm not, I'm not playing that uh, credit card on the game. Nope. Yeah, no, screw not. that. Uh, yep, that's a dangerous... <clears throat> yeah, obviously. You can start racking up the points there. Yeah. Freaking bills. But back to the... Yeah. Talking of, I got a little squirrel moment yeah, there. Yeah, we both did. Yeah, but that's what I... I love the shutting the world off. Because uh -huh. there's... A, there's like nothing fucking like it. At all. Like, you want to talk about recharging the batteries? Right. Like, detach like you can always catch up on your emails and shit when you come back in cell service after the weekend or whatever. Mm -hmm. But he, I think that's where the tablet thing came in. But then you look at kids, and it's almost like parents, and I get it, you know, you give your kid a tablet or a phone or something, and you just want them to be quiet for a little bit. Right. But it's like at some point, if you go do something like that, and you're able to, like, shut that off... Your kids are still going to, like, natural instinct is going to kick in, and they're going to still be kids. Right, exactly. Like, they're going to go find us. The they're going to go find a stick and do, oh, like, yeah. play cops and robbers with it or something like that. Once they realize they're out there and there's no more, there's no TV, there's no electronics, they're going to figure out shit to do. 
But then when your kids do that, watch your kids, people. Oh, God, yeah. Especially oh if you're around God. water. Oh, my God. Yeah. So just just because you're in the great outdoors doesn't mean shit still can't happen. You got a whole nother, whole nother bucket of worries to pay attention to. But, you know, get out there and enjoy the outdoors. Mm-hmm. It's... I can't. I can't stress it enough, especially in it, today's age. It's a connect. Like it sounds. Weird. Well, it doesn't sound weird to say. It actually sounds normal, but it's a connection that people don't have anymore. Oh no! Exactly. Like I didn't when we were a kid. Like I said, my great grandmother's house in the Washington State area. Uh, you know that was a great place to go when we were kids because we would always go there when we do our hunting and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And literally, it's like five hours of a drive from where we are now. Right. When you get within an hour of grandma's house, mm-hmm. everything drops. Oh yeah. And grandma's house had a landline phone and no internet. Perfect. Like that was it. And yeah. it was a, it was a great house. She lived in it from like, Ooh, it was like, she passed away about a year and a half ago at the age of 99. And it was, she lived in that house probably oh. 60 years. Oh, no kidding. Oh my God. Oh Damn. my but it was just, there was no recharge like that. And yeah. there still isn't. Like, you go over there, and it's like, in your head, you're like, well, I'm not even tempted to grab my phone because it doesn't work. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's a it's a light-up paperweight at this point. Exactly. And that's, like, and that's the only thing good on that phone when I'm out camping is the flashlight if I can't find my normal flashlight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's usually good. Or... But- you know, maybe crank for, on some tunes, maybe, maybe, yeah, that, and then maybe like for a little bit of time killing, you know, you do the internet free games, yeah, yeah, that, or like kids, kids on the car ride, you got to download the Netflix to the tablet or something, right. so you can exactly watch like, the battery life. Heck yeah, that was you know, camping was definitely one of my best. That and skiing and snowboarding growing up, we did a lot of that, a lot of that. In the winter, and then in the summer, we would go at least two weeks, and it was like two weeks straight every summer. Oh, that'd be nice. Oh, man. It was so nice. You'd go up there, and about day seven, eight, mom and the girls, they would like to go back into town. They'd run into town for a day, you know, take the shower, and run through, run around town, restock on some food and stuff, because we uh, ate pretty good while we were up there. Yeah. All good camping food, but when you're feeding seven freaking people... <laughs> Yeah. You kind of, you can't really pack all that into the, a Suburban for the, 14 days. Yeah. The rations go, go yeah, pretty quick. Exactly. But I think most, even modern campgrounds, like we just did a trip up to Door Shack, like I mentioned. Um, and we did, they had the RV section, camper section, uh-huh. and then they had the uh, tent camping section. Right. And we did tents and like they had like the shower facilities and stuff. Mm-hmm. So basically you didn't have to feel like a dirt ball right. the whole time you were up there. You could still feel like a clean, sleep well at night human being. Exactly. But it was still, it was just like literally, I remember waking up early one of the mornings. I woke up at like five and mm-hmm. the, the sun was just coming up and I'm by myself. And I went and sat in a lawn chair with a cup of coffee and just watched, it sounds like, some Fifty Shades bullshit, I know, but don't laugh at me. <laughs> and I literally just, I watched a sun come up over the lake. Uh-huh. Or I guess it's a river, but it's damned, so it's a lake in my book. There you go. But it was just, I just existed. Oh. That's all that's I did. beautiful. In this large world of ours, I just existed. That's what I love about going camping. And you know another awesome thing. Here's something to kind of keep in mind. 
when you go camping, say you go camping, especially if there's no cell service or anything, shut off your electronics and I, I challenge you to put all time telling devices away. Because especially if in your, you know, you got your family, obviously your phone isn't going to do you anything. Let someone know because if there's an emergency, someone can come find you. Anyways, right. back on track. Right. Is take your watch off, stick it away, phone, leave it off in the truck, glove compartment, what have you. And just, it actually resets your natural time clock in your head. It, yeah, and it was a I study that, that was, who was telling Sun who comes was t- up means it's time to wake up. Sun goes down means it's time to go to sleep. Exactly. And, you know, the, I wouldn't, when I. But I work graveyard. Oh, you'll figure it out. Quit <laughs> whining. We've all done that. But, um, I wasn't saying that to you. That's I know. to the general pop. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> Anyways, um. When I was at, went camping the first time with the oldest, we slept in the back of the pickup, and uh, I did that with my phone. I pretty much just left it in the truck. I had no reason for it, and it was nice. I didn't have an alarm to tell me when to get up or anything, but I'd wake up about, I was probably about an hour before the sun came up, and usually Dad was already up, up having a morning cigar and <coughs> getting coffee going, and it was Ooh, nice. We I would just to take cigars camping. Ooh, yeah. I will not make that mistake again. Yeah, that's, that was, that's almost a no-no these days. Sorry. Especially for us. But, yeah, Dad's always got a good good stash room when we go up there. <laughs> but it was nice because we wake up and we'd eat breakfast. No one cared what time it was. And then, oh, it's starting to get warm out. Let's let's go find a s- spot on the river and yeah, just hang out there. Go find a damn swimming hole. Yep. And you just hang out there, make some sandwiches. And then when the sun starts going away and it starts getting a little too chilly to swim, pack stuff up and... Head back to camp, enjoy the rest of the evening. Light a fire up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just hang out till it's night-night time. Exactly. And you just hang around and you just bullshit until you're like, I'm starting to get tired. And then you go to bed. Yeah. It's perfect. You don't have to keep, like right now, you know, it's just habit. I look at my wrist. I'm, you know, looking at the time. Why? Oh, how many, if you don't wear your watch, how many times do you do that just out of habit? You want to know how many times I did this morning before I put it on? Like five or six. Exactly. Yeah. I kept looking at it. Like, I've been doing the same thing. Like, I keep glancing down at my tan line where my G-Shock usually sits. Right. Uh, and it's like, oh, yeah, it's not on. Yeah. And it, and that's another part of That's another thing with the society. We're always on a go, go, go. We're on a time crunch. Always something going on. Always to keep a schedule going. It's like, man, if if it just, if even if it's just a week or a weekend to get away from that pressure of life, oh, get out and do it. What's your opinion on campers? Because you guys were tent campers, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So what's your opinion on camper campers? So the nice thing about the Selway is there's actually, there's still options for, you know, pulling in a camper. Plug, plugging in the utilities and whatnot? No, no utilities. Um, oh. There's, right, right when you come to the Selway. Um, yeah, Door Shack right, has the utility plug. Yeah. There's a campground like that that has mm-hmm. all the utilities and stuff right when you get up to the subway same thing though there's no cell service cell service right there but if you want to plug in and stuff and not worry about a generator further up towards the falls yeah um there is that option for you but you know there again even when you're camping like that you're still away from society now i call it you know camper that's a little more kind of glamping in a way but now I see, I don't mean to cut you off, but this is making my point right here. Mm-hmm. So have you ever heard of the, cause I've talked to Miranda about it because they're, of course they're going to cost a little bit of money, but right. they're not. You about to talk about pop-up campers? No, not pop-ups, teardrops. Oh, are those the ones that kind of fold up in like an A-frame type thing? 
Or yeah. are you talking about the little guys? I'm talking about the little guys. Like you could pretty much pull it with a car? Yeah, like you could pull it with a damn Prius pretty much. <laughs> um, let me show my brother. This is just the style. This isn't the camper that I'm talking about, but something looks like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. So if you don't know what a teardrop camper is, it's it looks like a teardrop with a trailer hitch on it. Yep. And it's basically inside the camper. All it has room for, I can't remember the company name, but I think it's out of like Colorado. <laughs> And I'm still trying to convince Miranda to get me one mm-hmm. or to let me get one. Um, Good luck. Right. But <laughs> inside the camper, all that it has room for is like a couple of cabinets above overhead and a queen size mattress. Yep. Like there is no floor space in this thing. Nothing. And see, that's perfect. But see, this is my favorite part. So this company, basically the back of the the camper has a big hatch that lifts up just like a tailgate or whatever, or not a tailgate, but the, if your truck has a canopy on it. <coughs> um, but then underneath that is like your countertop, like a, there's a rack for a propane tank. So you could hook up a camp chef or mm-hmm. something like that. And basically it's like a fold out kitchen area, right? which when you're, whether you're tent camping or what, that's a, that's a pretty, it's nice when you're not freaking cooking in the dirt. Exactly. It's nice to not cook in the dirt. But it's got just enough, I think, to not be a tent, but not be much better than a tent. Right. Like, there's no... Oh, I take that back. There are utility hookups because the camper has, like, a sink. Oh, gotcha. Um, and then it's got a couple of lights right. that you can plug into and flip on and flip off and stuff right. like that. Minor but really, stuff. Minor shit. But really, that's it. Exactly. You know, stuff like that. I'm all... I, that's perfect because you can get those into some of those little tent spots. You mm-hmm. can back it up there. I mean, shit, you could manhandle that around just fine. Oh, yeah. I could pick up the tow hitch and just walk with the damn thing. Exactly. And on that <gasps> note of campers, when I asked if you were going to talk about pop-ups, that's what... I've uh, thought about that, too. Amanda's family grew up in. They had a couple. They had one that they got for super cheap. It was They fixed it up all super nice and ended up... I think they ended up giving it to a single mom. And oh, then they upgraded nice, to an little bit nicer one and that's what they grew up in and those are those are the same principle for the most part yeah you can hook them up to utilities and stuff because they have like you're saying a sink and yeah some of them have the, little kitchenettes the in them. yeah but it's mainly there to somewhere you know keep stuff stored while you're out and about doing your daily activities at camp or and then somewhere to starts sleep. like pissing down rain on you you got a spot to like exactly stop, which granted a tent but sometimes tents they're not as waterproof as they say they are. Yeah, no, that's when it comes to that type of stuff. Yeah, there's it, a lot more that goes into keeping that tent waterproof, especially the moisture from the ground is usually what screws you. Yeah, that's why we always, I I was never, we always did the grandma's house when I was growing up. And then right. Since Miranda and I have been together for about six years, her family does the tent camping. Uh-huh. So I the first couple of times I went out there, I didn't know shit <laughs> about tent camping. Yeah. And they're like, oh, make sure you put the tarp down before you put the tent down. And I'm yep, like, that's key. And in my head, I'm like, the bottom of the tent is a tarp. Why Why would I need to do that? Yeah. And then sure enough, I just did it because I'm like, okay, I don't know shit about this. And it worked. Yeah, it does. It, was, it helps. And then it also helps too, especially <laughs> um, if you're there for any length of time, every four or five days or so, pick that tent up and move it somewhere else or at least let it, you know, that area in your tent dry out. Mm-hmm. Because you'll get that freaking condensation and moisture buildup. Yeah. yeah. But I was thinking, back, those teardrop tents, I really, really want one. And you know, that's, in my opinion... This or not the tents, the campers, teardrop campers. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I got to stop having these 
moments of dyslexia. <laughs> <laughs> You're good, man. Um, those are those are perfect right there. Because I mean, it, when it comes down to it, it's pretty much somewhere for you to lay your head is the biggest biggest idea of it. Pretty much, and that's, and that's why I like that teardrop. Because granted, I know I've actually got an ex boss, a former boss uh-huh. that is now like a full time RVer. Oh, okay. Like he retired, and his him and his wife are living the living the retired life. Mm, must be nice. And I get. I get the RV, especially mm-hmm. if you're full time, and obviously because that's then your house, right? And you're not really, you're not really doing it for like the camping experience, right? You're doing it for more like the traveling experience. And I think it's, so I don't mind that, but some of these RVs just get ridiculous. Oh man, <laughs> and that's where when I say glamping, I think of that because like you got a refrigerator, you're freaking making full blown like lasagna and spaghetti yeah, and full meals and if stuff you're like cooking that. lasagna in the oven while camping you're fucking something yeah you're, you're not camping <laughs> you're not camping and for people who travel and, and if you're going to bed to netflix you're fucking something yeah that's not exactly again go back detach yourself get away from all that shit reset your body and mind yeah but and you know nothing against people who can't camp like that or go RVing or whatever. You know, like you said, your boss—that's what they do. They travel around the world. They probably you know go see family and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's their house on wheels. Yeah, perfect. That's what some people enjoy doing. But when it comes to camping, ah man, I just enjoy kind of the bare necessities. Somewhere to sleep and lay my head. And you know, as long as I got a picnic table to freaking cook up my chocolate chip pancakes, mm-hmm. throw the little camp chef flip up grill and everything. Yeah, I love their equipment. That's another big shout. I haven't. I haven't even broke it out yet because the father-in-law brings his out when we go places. But mm-hmm. Papa Bear hooked me up with a 14-inch Camp Chef. Oh, nice! Oh, I can't wait. Is it one? Is it like a stand type stove? Yeah, it's got the uh, the legs that screw onto it that make it about three, three and a half feet tall. Two, three burner. Two, two, two burner. Something about I love cooking on gas too. I, that's one thing I want in the house actually. On that nose, uh, gas range, but we have for we have the Camp Chef. Um, I can't remember the exact model, but it's like one of those picnic tabletop. Mm-hmm. Put a pound, uh, what are they, two pound bottles? Is that there? The, the little oh, the guys, little propane the green ones? Yeah, they're about two pounds. I yeah. need to get me one of them. And that one is perfect because it's got a high heat side and then it's got a little, it doesn't burn as hot, it still gets hot as hell. Mm-hmm. And it's perfect because I throw the coffee, well, the water for the French press on one side and then I start cooking up bacon and eggs and pancakes and stuff on the other. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah, that reminds me too, because those camp chefs are great because they come with all the attachments. Oh yeah, like they've got the grill box that you just set right on top of the burners, and it turns right. it into a, a flip top grill. Exactly. And then they've got like the smoker, the uh, the sear box. Like they've got all kinds of shit. Yeah, check them out if you're especially there. if you're just wanting to, even if you're just wanting a grill for home. If you're thinking about doing some camping, you know. Yeah, you can cook over a fire, and there's I've done that before plenty of times. Um, but it's it's still nice to have that that little gas top grill mm-hmm. to get things going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tell you, do you ever drink? Have you ever drink percolator coffee? Actually, the last time we went camping, my uh, father-in-law did make percolator coffee. Yeah, you know that's <laughs> that when, was my first time with percolator. Yeah, and that's why mom and dad drank coffee for a long time until they got into the French press and stuff. Which, you yeah. know, like you have, we both have the same. Uh, was it the Stanley French press? Yep. Super. I mean, you can boil you, your water in the thing. You bought me my Stanley French press. I did. What was that? Just because I love you? Probably. I think so. Yeah. I think it was. We do a lot of that. Yeah. It goes around. Heck yeah. <laughs> we give each other cool shit. 
Where's my next? When's, when are you gonna get me a gun? I feel like we've gotten to that level in our relationship. Oh, don't push it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't even get my wife to buy me a gun. Well, we'll I love see. you, dear. That, we'll that, that was dropping though. a hint there. <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah. Wink, wink. She gets guns all the time. Shit. Oh, you just bought her that new one for the anniversary, didn't I you? I did. Yeah, that, uh, what was it, SIG? That 911? Yeah, that 911. That's SIG, right? Springfield. Yes. Springfield. Yes. But you were talking about percolators. Oh, sorry. Yeah, squirrel again. Man. Squirrel. We do that a lot. So percolators. Yes. If you're, I mean, that's, that's a pretty good, um, one thing, the reason I don't really care for auto drip coffee so much is because the water just runs over it and you miss out on the oils and stuff that come into coffee. And that's where you get a really actually good coffee buzz and you get a lot of your caffeine from is those oils that come out of the coffee. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love French press. Yeah. I think I sold my father-in-law on the French press. Oh yeah. Cause good. I don't think when he, last time we went camping, he had the percolator mm-hmm. and I talked to him about a French press and he had, ne- I don't think he'd ever really heard of it or knew much about it. Right. And then I've actually used my French press here at home just to make like one or two cups of coffee when you don't want to brew up a whole damn pot right. and then have the whole thing go to waste. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I think next time we go camping, I'm going to make sure I take that, oh, that Stanley yeah. with us. And that nice thing about the Stanley is, is you just fill her up with water and you just set it right on the stove. That's what I do. And it just yeah. boils water up. Oh, and yeah. It's a metal, metal little doohaker. Exactly. But. Yeah. And so it's, uh, percolators kind of do the same principle. They, they consistently run that water through the coffee. So you're going to get more of those oils and everything pull, pull, pulled out of the coffee. Um, there's other options out there too. Pour overs is actually a really good one for camping. You can get those That's little a, pour over that deals. Cowboy style. Yep. Yep. You can set that just that little freaking filter thing right on top of your cup and fill the top with grounds, and you just pour the hot water over it. Let her run in. And let her run in straight mm-hmm. into the mug. Yeah, there there are finer ways to, or I shouldn't say finer because that sounds really sophisticated and fancy, but there are better ways to drink coffee than throwing her through an old auto drip. And then exactly, but I love. I think the one thing that also, when I think about camping, is how many other, do I say doors or do I say avenues? Either or. It opens up new, I'll call them doors, opens up new doors to say like, I want to, okay, now I'm camping, Mm -hmm. so I want to go fishing. Oh, man. Or I want to try this, or I want to try archery, or I want to do this, or I want to do that. Right. I think it honestly, because it makes you think, when you get away from your damn phone, and you get your, you know, maybe you get the kids off Netflix or you get off Netflix, uh-huh. you know, because we've all had our benders. Um, but it honestly makes you think, like, I want to try this. Mine on our last camping trip was paddle boarding. Oh, yeah. I remember you telling me about yeah, that. Yeah. And my brother-in-law actually had, like, an inflatable paddle board mm-hmm. that, we, that we busted out. I found <laughs> out I'm <clears throat> way too tall to paddle board. My center of gravity is way the hell off. Oh, man. I would love to watch <laughs> that shit. A, a mix between a bad center of gravity and just sucking it balance (laughs) i could do the i could go like on the knees right and then i could get going pretty good but Uh if i tried to stand up that was a big fat f now and weren't you guys doing it in a river though or was it on the lake well we were technically it's a river but it was dammed so okay so it wasn't it was still water it wasn't moving yeah it was still it was pretty it was pretty damn still gotcha yeah i see people doing that paddleboard and stuff and i mean well, yeah, you. Get Some up. people are hauling ass. On oh those man, things, they get freaking dude. moving. Good God! Jeez, oh, that's a that's a talent right there. And it's a. I remember when those paddle boards first came out. How it was a big freaking sport, and everybody loved doing it. And well, and now it's getting so popular that everybody does it now. It's, yeah, it's getting out there. I've never never tried it. I'd be the same way probably though. Which I, I think tip my ass over. Speaking of, what do you think about boats? Boats. Mm. 
That's one thing I go back and forth on. Like, We've talked about the campers. Now let's talk about the boats. And there was a couple years ago, I was like, man, I want to get a boat. And I found, like, I wasn't wanting an expensive boat. I didn't want a big old bass boat, and I didn't want a big old jet boat, a big old river runner or anything. Big old carbon fiber framed oh, $80,000. The, prob- the thing I hate about those boats is, A, they're like $50,000 to start with. Mm-hmm. And then the maintenance you got to do on them, high-class bitches. Oh, man. Like, yeah. you got to wax it all the time to keep the body from going to shit. Oh, you got to keep it clean. And then the motor. I mean, that those things are a high performance, whether it's a little guy or not. Those things it, are not cheap. It, it t- no. And that's what I was... Gas? I, I was talking to Miranda about it the other day, because we were actually driving in town. Mm-hmm. And somebody had a boat parked in their front yard with a for sale sign on it. Yeah. And it wasn't... It was an aluminum bodied... Me? I'd give it, like, maybe an 18 foot. Right. With an outboard motor, the steering wheel, all that, like a little outboard, you ain't hauling ass. But, you know, yeah. you're, you're putzing out on the lake and or the river and, you know, letting the kids jump off and whatnot. Exactly. 2500 bucks. And see, that's... Was the price tag. And that's the kind of boat that I was looking at that would have been about two, maybe three summers ago. Yeah. It was a little bit more than that. I want to say it was like <clears throat> 3000 something like that. But it was, a, I think it was a 16-foot boat. Um, mm-hmm. Had a Mercury V6 in it of some sort, or Chrysler V6 of some sort. And I think that's <coughs> that's plenty of motor. Oh yeah, and it was what it, it was nice. It had the bow seating. It had the Ooh. whole back area because it was an inboard outboard. Uh huh. Um, and it had the whole back kind of wrap around like type seating, so you could like take you know six seven people out on the river, the lake, you know, just cruise around in the summer. And it was like at that price, I was like, that's perfect for what we would do with it because. We wouldn't go out yeah. a ton, but and you're not looking to like haul ass or exactly because you put those big old jet motors like um, Lund or something like that. Like nothing against Lund, but it's right. just a fancier brand. Exactly, and like some of these big old bass boats that we see running around here, they have the like Marine 460 motors in them, and they suck the fuel. And if you oh want, shit, yeah, they do. And to take care of your motor, these guys, most of them are running the no ethanol. High octane gas and premium them. type shit. Oh yeah, about four bucks a gallon. Oh, psh. well, you almost have to run that, otherwise you're gonna get so clunked up. Oh man, your yeah. shit's gonna blow up eventually. Exactly, and freaking having to rebuild a motor, and there you go. There's another expense. But yeah. on those cheaper boats, that's like for just you know. And if you want to throw a tube behind it, yeah, you're not gonna get freaking big old wakes going and stuff like that. But, but it, it's enough to get the kids all fun and yeah, happy. It's They're enough not... little tug, you know. Yeah, and so. I would I would like one, but right now with us having like a pool at the house and everything, fancy, um, it's it's like eh, when are we gonna really go out on the boat? Because I mean, we have a big, bo- pretty decent sized body of water in our backyard. Yeah, and maybe when the kids Plus, get older, beaches get crowded. Oh, you know exactly. I mean? Well, that's, that's the, the thing. Nice thing with you guys having your own pool, being fortunate enough to do that. Right. You don't have to worry about like going to a beach and it being crowded. With exactly. Soccer moms and people who have boundary issues and don't know how to stay out of your damn personal bubble. And, and then you get those people, those asshole dogs. They don't give a shit about what their dogs are doing. So they just run through a freaking kicking sand everywhere. Or they eat your kid's sandwich. Oh, and... shit. There's people that let their kids run around like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, can I have a snack? Where the hell oh, is your you mom? want a throat punch? I'll yeah. give you one of them. Exactly. Knuckle sandwich <laughs> is about right. We don't hit children. <laughs> no. It's just me. a funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. But... And, you know, the thing is, though, another reason why I don't think I've got one is because the places I'd want to go, 
to get away from people, either go far up river, which actually you need a bigger boat going up the snake. Yeah, if you're going to get into the ro- the rowdy shit. Right, to get up past, you know, like, I can't remember what the checkpoint's called, but to get up there, there's some nice swimming holes and stuff up there, but you have to, you know, know how to navigate the river and you have to have a, a boat that can actually do that. But yeah. if you just have a smaller boat, you're limited to the main area where everybody's fucking boating. Mm-hmm. And then, or you go up to the reservoir. Which it goes 50-some miles, I want to say 55 miles back is how far that reservoir goes. And so you can get away from people. Yeah. But there again, you've got you've to get back in there and you got to get the gas to get back in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I would, I honestly, I would like one one day, but right now I just, I can't really personally justify it. You know what? But, one of my big, I, that boat that I was talking about, the, <clears throat> excuse me, the $2,500, I was trying to sell it to Miranda. I was like, you know, if I took. Two grand in cash and went and knocked on that door. I bet you I'm leaving with that boat. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> cash is king. It speaks. <clears throat> Absolutely. All you got to do is wave it around a little bit. Mm-hmm. But my, one of my big, because, of course, every man has the uh, the toy goals. My my dream is to, A, own, <clears throat> dang it, a little clogged you up get, this morning. You getting there? I'm, I'm going to be all right, hopefully. Yeah. You know mouth. CPR, right? Uh, yeah, stomp on your chest, something like that. Yeah, something like that. I'm pretty sure. I watched a YouTube video once, I think. 100 breaths, three compressions. That, yeah, sure. <laughs> it just sounds like a make-out session. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, my main, my dream is to own a boat like that, like a 16, 18-foot aluminum, little outboard, things like that, uh-huh. and then learn how to scuba dive. Oh, yeah. And then the big goal, the really big goal, is to go over to uh, Wallowa Lake in Oregon. Right. Because every time, we've gone over there a couple of times, and that water, especially depending on the time of year, obviously, is like the nicest, like, I don't know what it is. There's just something different about that lake that makes you feel better. And I really want to get a boat like that, learn how to scuba dive, uh-huh. then then go to said lake and scuba dive that some bitch. Right. Because I know, yeah, there's the possibility it's going to exist, but the big thing, and this is what dad, because dad used to... uh dive for one of the sheriff's offices that he uh he used to work for right and dad did too the rivers around here oh that's right your dad did too Mm -hmm. um the rivers around here have such nasty undertow currents yeah if you're not an experienced diver or know what you're doing it's gonna suck you up and you're gonna die oh yeah you're gonna end up upside down with your head over your foot with your foot over your head in a cave not knowing which way is up Exactly. And yeah. you're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> that would be crappy. Dark, wet, and afraid. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a horror movie. Oh, dude. Yeah. Well, even, you know, you know there's crazy sons of bitches out there that literally go diving in underwater caves? There. Did you see that movie? Um, what the name of Sam shit? And it's insane to me. No. Sorry. <laughs> No, I, <laughs> how about, how about, hell no. <laughs> right, yeah, so fuck that. Because, yeah, well, like you get stuck or you get to a point where you're like, uh, shit, oh, I wasn't paying attention to my oxygen. Now it's either keep going and hope I find surface or go back and hope I have enough air. To make it back. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, God, no. Ugh, nope. I will find my thrills elsewhere where there is plenty of oxygen. I would in. rather go skydiving. Oh, yeah. I do want to go skydiving. Oh, the wife really wants to go. I I'm I'm on the fence about it. Like I'm in, you know, I'm was working on my pilot's license, kind of a little setback right now. But um, I really enjoy flying the plane, and I just don't really have the urge to jump out of a 
perfectly airworthy craft. So, you know, maybe what I'll do is I'll fly it and you guys just jump the hell out of Why it. Why don't you practice out of an airworthy craft? That way, if you're ever in a not airworthy craft, you know how to jump out of <laughs> something. You know, know what the hell to do. Heck yeah. Man, they are even starting to make parachute systems for um, small planes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're making everything. Well, they've been made for that for a while. They're still. making everything for everything nowadays. Oh, man. We, yeah. we live in a fantastic time, and sometimes you got to get away from it and unplug. Yep. But Exactly. Yeah. You never, you never know. I think, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to make this camping trip. I might be able to go up next weekend, depending. But, yeah, got to go down to good old Artesia, New Mexico. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Like I said, like we've always we said, we're like I never wanted to go back to that place, and you've already been back. Yeah, I went. I'm back. about to go back. I went back. Mm-mm. Man. Ooh, it's 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 still a desert. In case you were wondering. Oh shit! It hasn't changed. Nothing's much. changed. It's still a hellhole. Yeah, it's still. I think that's an insult to hell, actually. Uh, it depends on if you're border patrol or not. Yeah, I think out. when we talk about our for those of you who don't know, Artesia, New Mexico, is the location of the. Uh, federal law enforcement training center which is where we went we both went to our basic patrol academy it's a big i think it's the only producer of border patrol agents isn't it i believe so like yeah. it's it's mm-hmm. crawling with with border patrol secret service all kinds of federal law enforcement um things like that it's a great training facility it's a it good, is it's a good place to learn and fantastic instructors they yeah they've got their shit in line yeah but it is in the middle of nowhere oh god it sucks <laughs> freaking nasty high elevation <laughs> desert shit it is luckily it's got a walmart two miles away from it though it's got it, and the walmart has a subway in it so some civilization moving up in the world oh, man. but yeah. granted did you know <clears throat> this is kind of off track but what is it i can't remember the guy's name but the richest man in new mexico is from artesia Oh, yeah, because he was put, pumping a bunch of money into that school, high school, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, that high school. Yeah. Well, I was even, because one of our instructors has, his kids go to the school down there. Right. And uh, he was telling, because this guy, I think it's oil money. Or no, it is oil money mm-hmm. that this guy has. And he made it, he did something with that, that high school where if you graduate from there with like a certain GPA and go to college in the state of New Mexico, yeah. he he pays for your college. Damn. That's a freaking like, awesome human being right there. That's enough to almost make you want to put your kid in that damn school system. Yeah, no shit, right? It's like, yeah, my kid gets a 3, 3.0, 3.5, whatever the heck it is, and mm-hmm. then go to college in New Mexico, and it's paid for up to, I'm sure there's a limit on it. I'm sure you can't ride that boat all the way to a PhD or something. Right, but still. But even if it's just a four-year degree. like You can't knock out your pre-med. Huh, there's a hundred grand. Here oh, you go. Right, no kidding. Merry but, Christmas. Please. But yeah, that's uh, yeah, it's not the worst place in the world probably, but it it was for three and a half months. You got to get used to it. Oh, very much so. I think <laughs> I was about used to it. It took me until the day I left. Yeah, that's yeah. when I was used to it. Yeah, that's when the day I left is the day I looked at it and I was like, you know what, this place ain't that bad. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh man, yeah, good old times. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, a few days down in good old Artesia, New Mexico, new latest class graduating. Mm. So, latest, latest and greatest. Mm. <laughs> it's all. It's all. Instructors that have to say if they heard that latest and greatest, mm. they're probably ready to get rid of those nasty bodies, as they call them. Well, that's what they say. It's thirteen week school, and they even warn you when you get down there. It's like after week nine, week ten, you're gonna want to kill each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. right. Yeah. About that. Yeah. 
but, fucking fed up with everybody's shit real quick. I know. But they're training heroes down there. They are. Yep. They're training heroes. Fantastic S- training. Speaking of heroes. Oh, it's that time. The time. <laughs> He's been waiting. He keeps looking at the time. Of see how long we've been recording. Of course I do. It's all a timing. It's all in the timing. Mm-hmm. So I got the... You got the latest? Oh, I got the latest. Ooh. But today is very, very special because we're not going to talk about one hero. I'm cheating. We're talking about six. Oh, shit. There's six of them. And I'm not talking because heroes, heroes come in all forms, fashions, shapes, sizes, professions. Oh, yeah. Locations, things like that. Mm-hmm. And this one, it, it's going it, to, it's, it's recent. It's a recent. We're talking about, talking about Dayton, Ohio police officers. Mm. That was exactly. that's fresh. That it's wound fresh. is still open. It's fresh, and I know, and it's a it's an unfortunate situation anytime something like that happens. But I think when it needs to be talked when, about, when people it needs to be talked about, and when people respond the way that these six fine men responded, I think. Let me make sure. Yep, fine six men. It needs to be talked about. Exactly. So, for those of you who don't know, and I know, unless you're living under a damn rock, Dayton, Ohio, recently suffered a. Uh, tragic event in a active shooter incident mm-hmm. which unfortunately took the lives of nine people and i believe wounded tw- oh 27 were injured during the incident Jeez. but the reason i want to talk about these police officers is because they always preach in crisis situations yeah that you know our res- your response as a police officer has to be has to be rapid. It's got to be quick. It's got to be, mm-hmm. you know, you got to be willing to get the job done, no hesitation. And that's what all six of these guys did. Yeah. So these six officers right here, Sergeant William C. Knight, who was sworn in February 14th, 1997. A little bit of a veteran right there. Yeah. And then officers, Brian Rolfs, who's been an officer since 2016. Jeremy Campbell, been an officer since 2016. Vincent Carter, also 2016. Ryan Nabel, or Nabel, not sure how to pronounce that. I don't want to get it wrong. 2016. And David Denlinger, 2016. All right. That's a lot of 2016s and a 1997. Yeah, you're veteran and you're, you're rookies. So these guys, and there's actually a surveillance video posted of their response, so actually getting to see that. Um, they engaged this active shooter. They said... Within 30 seconds of this man, this cowardice individual mm-hmm. um, attempting to take people's lives. Now, of course, it's sad. The the tragic accident only lasting 30 seconds and still claiming the lives of nine people. Right. But all these officers, are as of now, are on administrative leave, which is also obviously protocol yep, for right. any officer-involved shooting, yep. regardless of circumstances. Exactly. But they stopped that dude, man. And you watch this perfect. video. I believe it was outside of a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, in the Oregon district of Dayton, Ohio. It doesn't say if it was. Uh, oh, it was a bar. The suspect started shooting on the street. Shit. I'm gonna call him the shithead. We'll uh-huh. call him the shithead. Yeah. He started shooting on the street, and then actually, as these officers advance down the sidewalk, you see in the video, and I'll show you the video once we're done here, Josh. If you don't know, go to Police One. Uh, Police One's got the video up, and I believe you don't have to have a membership to view it. Um, 
But the officers start making their way down the sidewalk toward this individual. And you see these guys, they've got no cover. They've got, there's one guy that you see an officer kind of takes cover behind a rig, but then he can't get a good angle. So he steps right back out onto the sidewalk and they're, they're advancing on this dude. And you see this guy, he's running like the chicken shit he is. Uh And he tries to round this corner to get into that bar, probably to claim, probably to take, I don't know how many more lives that he was planning on taking. He, I doubt he had a plan to stop unless he was going to run out of bullets or something like that. Right. And as he rounds this corner, these officers don't hesitate. They engage this suspect, and they stop him right at the door to the bar and end that situation. Fucking perfect. Now, I remember, uh, of course, the Dayton police chief gives an interview. Mm-hmm. And you got to, you know, you don't get much better than that. Right. I mean, it's, it's shitty. Yeah, it's shitty. Oh, a shitty circumstance. Anytime but... something like that, even if people are just injured, it's still a shitty situation. Right. It's bad. But... You, how many you will never know because i i believe the early release said the individual had a ar15 platform rifle mm-hmm. with at least 100 rounds on him jeez there's no telling how many lives those officers saved yep you know if i don't know how many people were in that bar when shitbag was trying to get in there right i don't know and it it doesn't matter cuz they were all saved exactly because yep. of six brave damn men who have been in law enforcement well 1997 that's 21 22 years 22 years 22 yeah. years of service mm-hmm. so one vet and five guys that have been in for Three. less than me right oh, less, yeah. less time than me in the game well yeah as our par- as our dads would call them rookies <clears throat> they're still freaking rookies oh yeah and that's in my opinion if it's law enforcement you're a rookie till you hit year 10 yeah because there's so much to learn in oh, this God. job a basic academy does not teach you what you need to know nope. to do the damn job. That's but, for sure. So I wanted to take this episode of Hero Talk and commend those six men for their God bless them because for their fantastic bravery, dedication, service. Oh yeah, and just having the f- having the damn nuts and the warrior mindset to say, oh, not on, not today, Satan. Exactly. Not today. Not on my watch. Not on my street. Mm-hmm. my town exactly and that's you know so, that's they stepped up they did they did their job and they didn't hesitate and they they comes down to it they saved lives they did what needed to be done and yeah god bless them and commend them for that absolutely gotta love them <clears throat> but i think that was a quick hero talk but i think it was that a was very a, that was a good one very very good one i enjoy that i enjoy hero talk in general giving a little little recognition to the men and women whether the armed forces or law enforcement who just deserve it. Oh yeah, like all you guys out there, you know, we're gonna we're gonna keep bringing those fantastic stories to you. Whether you know first responder like Jared was saying, or you're overseas, or you're just a you know a civilian out there who's you know maybe stop some shit from happening. Oh yeah, we're, we're gonna fi- we're gonna find out about you. We're gonna talk about you, and we love it. And for those. Oh, excuse me. For our beautiful Americans out there who we love you for tuning in and thank you for that. So much. If if you know of a story that maybe our Google searches aren't uh or our internet surfing or aren't able to find, send it to us. Oh hell yeah. We would yeah. love it. it. We welcome that with open arms and we will bring that to the rest of our listeners. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, hit us send it to us. Uh you could send us a DM on Instagram, Built Blue Studios. Uh, let's see, email, builtblueapparel at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. 
by the way, keep eyes out. We got lots of good. We are going to be, I guess we'll kind of announce it on this fine day. No timeline really set yet, but eventually we're going to be putting some some t-shirts, mm-hmm. some sweatshirts. You've been working on that shit real hard. I'm working. I'm working, but it's going to be good. Yep. We would uh, we would absolutely love to put y'all in some some fine apparel mm-hmm. to help. And of course, uh, we're still working out details and things like that. But we're pretty sure every every piece of apparel that we're fortunate enough to provide you fine folks with is going to go to uh, a portion is going to go to some form of charity or uh, organization that benefits fine people who freaking deserve it. Exactly. Yep. Whether that's... We take care of our own. Yes, we do. Whether that's military, law enforcement, uh, kids going back to school that need supplies or kids at Christmas time, you know, you never know. Hell yeah. But we're going to... We're going to... portion that's going to be helping others out. That's that's ultimately what it comes down to. Y'all are our beautiful Americans and we love you and we want to take care of you as best as we damn can. Love so, the hell out of you. Absolutely. But... Thank you all so much for tuning in this week. Uh, we do got to issue an apology, Josh. It's oh, that's been, right. It's been of... it's been ten days. It has roughly been. ten yep. eleven days since the last episode. Oh yeah. You know this is like we've always said. This is a real life show with uh, two grown men with busy careers and family lives, and unfortunately, sometimes things come up. And as committed as we are to this show, you know, sometimes. Sometimes you know, shit happens. Monkey wrenches just get thrown in there. So yep. we we apologize for the the length of time between old back porch BSing and this this fine episode. But we love you. Stick in there with us. We're gonna get some once we get a permanent studio and consistent schedule time and right. things like that. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be good. We're also gonna be doing some on location uh, podcasting. <clears throat> at a upcoming brewery that I'm very excited to oh go. Oh man, you and me both to go visit. Hell yeah, we're gonna go talk to them fine folks, and Heck we're yeah. gonna probably drink some good liquor, and we might share a couple good little, good little story with y'all. But oh hell yeah, it's gonna be a good time. It's, it's gonna, gonna be a good day. It's gonna be a good time. Gonna be, right. some, gonna be some tears maybe, on my part because I'm a big ass baby. Yeah, I think we both we both can kind of <laughs> relate to that slightly softer side. But we'll cross that bridge when we get to it, and most importantly, we'll cross that bridge together. Hell yeah. So Hell until yeah. next time, as always, smoke a, smoke a good cigar, drink some good liquor, be good to one another, be safe, drink responsibly, don't drink and drive. We love you, and we'll talk to you next time. God bless America.